Sport on Sport on Today FM. Okay, the Stephen Kenny era is almost certainly over. And we have Miguel Delaney, Chief Football Writer of The Independent, with us, Stephen Doyle, who, of course, does the 5 of 5, 6 and 6 sport for us. And Stephen, I know from conversations with you off air and some of the things you said on air, you have a certain degree of sympathy for Stephen Kenny. And you said today how he was defending himself by making reference to other people's campaigns and bad results, such as getting hammered by Cyprus or being beaten by Macedonia. But can he really point the finger at anyone else when this is the worst campaign we've had since 1962, when of the games in we've taken in these games, we've played eight games in this group, we've beaten Gibraltar twice, but in the other games against France, the Netherlands and Greece, we've lost all six games. We scored two goals and the goals were from a corner and from a penalty. Come on. Matt, listen, I tell you, the, you're right. The evidence is there. It hasn't been a good campaign. Stephen Kenny himself said before the campaign started, these were the matches to judge him on. And the results haven't been there. It's been a poor campaign, as you say, the worst since 1962. And uh, there's no excuses, I don't, I don't think. Um, Mark Cannon, the director of football of the FAI, will now conduct a review, as they did with Farrah Powell at the end of the World Cup. And he'll present the evidence to the boards of the FAI at the end of this month. And they will then make a decision on his future. And I think it looks like now he, he will be on the way out. He you were, you were in Amsterdam on Saturday night yeah. watching the game. And I know from chatting to you earlier today, you could see things happening on the pitch. But the Irish team wasn't, it seemed, well enough coached or prepared to react to what the Dutch were doing. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we were we had a very good viewpoint of the match and I was looking at both sides and I'm thinking this Dutch team looks really well organised the shape is excellent they have the back three with the two sitting midfielders Shouten and Reinders sitting right in front of the back three for the whole game and then you had the wing backs who basically stayed in their own half for the first half until the Irish team started to tire out and you could see them advancing a bit further up the pitch then um, Dumfries was on one side and they had uh, who was on the left side Hartman on the left hand side then so that shape stayed as it was for most of the game. But the Irish team, the shape didn't stay as it was. And we could see there was a lot of scramble defence match. You would have seen that yourself in the match. Liam Scales, Nathan Collins and uh, the rest of the defenders which just seemed to be kind of playing, as, indiv- all the playing time. as individuals rather exactly. than part of a well-set-up structure and system. Absolutely. And this is the thing, Matt, there was almost like an indecisiveness throughout his tenure with Stephen Kenny with regard to formation and shape and style. He, he seemed to never stick to anything. He, he tried a 4-3-3, he tried 4-2-3-1, he tried a 3-5-2 and there was just never any kind of consistency with regard to his formation. Or selection. selection as well. Miguel Delaney though, I mean, can we blame him? Let's not forget, he was shoved in as one of John Delaney's last uh, gambits during his reign as Chief Executive of the FAI. In rather bizarre circumstances, here you are Mick McCarthy, you finish out this campaign, but no matter how it goes, we've Stephen Kenny to replace you afterwards. Yeah, and maybe the irony of that is that at the time, it was one, it was seen as one of John Delaney's better moves. Because, I mean, to be fair, it is some of this is kind of separate to John Delaney in that there was this, I suppose, a massive public push and a will for Kenny to get the job. And I think we shouldn't overlook the fact that at the time, he probably did deserve it. Well, actually, you know, more than probably, really. He, you know, he was. Uh, so, regular. why did he deserve it? Well, I mean, a, I suppose we first of all have to look at the field, uh, in which they couldn't exactly pay the previous wages. That that puts you into a certain pool. From that, in international football, there's obviously an inclination, I suppose, towards someone either culturally connected to Irish football or who is Irish. 
Uh, and from that, he, I mean, he had been the best performing Irish manager, having taken Dundalk into Europe so many times. Um, but sorry, is that he, relevant to international football? You know, he's a very nice fella anytime you meet him. He's a decent man. There are a few people who will say anything bad about him as a character, as an individual. But I know there are fans of the League of Ireland who do not like it to be criticised. But, you know, getting the occasional victory in a European game against often inferior opposition, does that qualify anybody from the League of Ireland to manage the Irish team? Well, you wouldn't You wouldn't put a player from the League of Ireland Ireland into the Irish team, no matter how bad it is, would you? Well, I mean, there's an argument for that as well. I think you, you potentially should. It all depends on the context. But let's not forget as well, it's not also about what he did with Dundalk, which is one part of it. It was also, I mean, that kind of, um, that strange fudge at the time. But his, his results with the under-21 team were outstanding. Now, that is relevant because you're saying about, about the potential promotion. Well, if you look around European football now, very much the kind of trend isn't to get big-name managers. A lot of the big-name nations now see international management as separate to club management, and they promote people. So like the Spanish have been doing this for years, promote people from the underage side. And from that, again, yes, I think there was a logic behind it. Um, and, yeah, it was also because, unlike a lot of, say, um, not mercenary managers, but managers we potentially could have got in with more famous names, more Premier League success or whatever, or championship success, just on a two or four year contract, that would have been a short term thing. Whereas part of the idea behind Kenny was that it was about changing the philosophy of the team and the identity. And again, I do, I mean, look, let's be fair. I'm not defending it at my own, I'm not defending results. I think it's time to move on. But I do think as well the idea was worth trying. There is an argument that maybe that idea went on a little bit too long. Um, but he was always going to get this campaign. And yeah, I, I, I must say, I would defend that view. I think it was fair to promote someone from the League of Ireland. Um, it was it was also fair given his work with the under twenty ones, and I, I thought it was worth trying this. Uh, and again, let's not forget because uh, Kenny is only part of it. I think, and one of the frustrations even watching the Dutch game and the way they set up in some of the bigger games in this is um, that uh, basically you know it almost feels like it's half right, uh, like ha- half of the approach is right. Okay, but hang on, Miguel. As the listener says, Albania have qualified for the Euros. Enough said. It doesn't all come down to money. It doesn't come down to having a player base that is playing in the Premier League. There are lots of countries who don't have player bases playing in the top leagues who are qualifying for the Euros. Geez, how many players did Iceland have in 2016? And and, 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 I was going to move on to this. I mean, I totally agree with that. that, I mean, part of it is the playing pool, but equally, we're in, and this is why I think it's time to move on, because we are in an era, especially with 24 teams and qualify for the Euros, it's going to be 16 for the next World Cup, which is relatively high for a World Cup. There is a lot of fluidity in international football now. It's actually, the level bar, I think, France and England at the moment is actually not that high. Um, and there's a lot of teams at this World Cup that will have arguably, or sorry, at this Euros, that will have arguably a weaker squad in Ireland and certainly won't have a player of Evan Ferguson's quality. Stephen, yeah, you need to be in the top 33, Miguel, don't you, basically, to get to be in the running, whether it be qualifying directly or through the playoffs. So that's a, it's a really low bar. Can I just mention Kazakhstan as well as another great example? Yeah. A country that are on the verge of qualifying. They beat Denmark at home. They were 2-0 down to Denmark, then came back and beaten 3-2. That team is basically consists of all home-based players in Kazakhstan, maybe one or two play abroad, plus a domestic manager as well so it can be done if they've got strong enough players and if the manager has a strong enough philosophy and is able to go with what he believes in I believe I, I feel Stephen Kenny maybe just didn't back himself enough perhaps uh, as a manager now can I just say as well like Gary Breen in fairness to him, he's done a, a great article today in the Irish Independent and he made some 
you know, it's it's a really balanced article. He mentions the fact that Kenny has changed the whole environment around the Irish team, talking about the coaching, the analysis, and the and the sports science around the team, which wasn't there before as well. Jeez, but look at the results, Stephen. Look at no, the look, results. Listen, Matt, absolutely. Listen, I mean, there are listeners who are texting and saying, "Look at Scotland. Look what Steve yeah, Clark has done." Hundred percent. Only a, only a few years ago. Stephen Kenny's team thumped Scotland 3-0 yep. in Lansdowne Road. Yep. The Scottish regrouped. Now you can say that maybe they have a few players well, the who are a higher level. As well. Sorry? There's the counter-argument there as well. The, the, the Scots actually persisted with Clark for a while and persisted through frustration for a while and eventually saw a reward. Now, I'm not saying Ireland should do that, but that is yeah. a potential counter-argument. And this is the thing, I said, I'm not using this to defend him. I'm just saying he should be praised for that. And also the fact that he has blooded a lot of good young players that from into the under-21s and then into the senior side. And look, it hasn't worked from. He deserves to go now at this stage. But I think on we will reflect on Stephen Kenny's reign. Okay, a couple we, of we only have a minute or so. Through. And I'll start with you briefly, Stephen. Do we actually have enough good players to support Evan Ferguson and have a good team that could qualify for the next tournament? I think there is the guts of a good team there, Matt. The big issue, I think, is in central midfield. There's yeah. no strong midfielder there to hold on to the ball and dictate play in the same way as you might get, say, with Frankie de Jong for the Dutch. What do you think, Miguel? Do we have hope? Uh, for the, I think the World Cup to finish in the top 16 in Europe is really too much. Everything now should be building towards uh, 2028, which, of course, we're hosting. I mean, that, that, I mean, I, but that's kind of almost a line or a flag to put in the ground in that sense. I know we always seem to be going for the future, but that that should be a very defined goal now, especially with the way it works and the you know the more open uh, European qualification. And Stephen, just in about 20 seconds, will the FAI sort themselves out commercially and the chief executive's under pressure? I think he is, Matt. And uh, I think that uh, he maybe needs to start basing himself in this country a bit more. And I think he really needs to get a title sponsor for the men's team because they, they really do need those finances now. Yeah, because we saw the Business Post reporting yesterday the sponsorship is down a million quid and for all the talk of they don't need a main shirt sponsor that they can get lots of secondary sponsors, the answers in the financial accounts, they are way short of the money they need. We've got to leave it there. Stephen Doyle, thank you very much to FM Sports Anchor. Miguel Delaney, Chief Football Writer of The Independent. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today.